Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode on Adit's Corner. My name is Oluwa Toby, as always. guys so welcome again to this week's episode on Addict's Corner. Last week we talked about mortifying the flesh. So I thought to myself that it's possible that a number of us do not understand some of the things that we talked about last week and I didn't get any feedback. (laughs) So I wanted to work on two things. Assume that people understand, right? and um, let the podcast be published and let someone listen and then also assume that people did not understand and do FAQs <laughs> right yeah so uh, not necessarily FAQs more like questions about what was talked about you know and so that's what I'm doing this week this week I'm going to be running questions on the mortifying the flesh stay they usually stay stay tuned <laughs> but on radio we say don't touch that dial you know what just hang around Welcome back. Thank you for hanging around. <laughs> Did you like that song? You know, that is Yoruba, and that Yoruba says, I'm your creation, right? And um, um, you love me. You love me because I'm your creation. And that's one, one thing that we always forget that we didn't even create ourselves. That's just the funny thing. You know, we believe that science happened. Yeah, science does exist, right? But we believe that the whole idea of somebody popping out <laughs> into someone's belly is just that drama of science that happened. So, I mean, imagine the word of God saying, even before you were conceived in your mother's womb, I knew you. That's like saying that I already have plans for you before your parents will ever thought about you. Man, <laughs> it's it's like you are out of wedlock. Um, you are born into a polygamous family. Your parents are divorced. You are so many things, you know, <laughs> you know, the typical one, you, you know, you, your, your mom was raped. Right and uh, God forbid you 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 now happen to be the child. Your mom was raped. You were the child out of it. Assuming, but if that's the case, if that's the case, your mom was raped. You were the child out of it. There was a wedlock situation, right? Or siblings, two people, a brother and a sister. They sleep with each other and they have you. <laughs> I mean, so. The issue, the issue is that most of this, and the Bible says that before you were conceived, I knew, 
come on you know what maybe we should read that scripture so that we can really get a grasp of that picture jeremiah 1 5 says before i formed you in the womb i knew you (laughs) seriously so the question is two people do the drama you were formed in that womb so god clearly knew the womb he was forming you into you get prostitution you know you were giving birth in prostitution you were you were you were working down the road some okay your, your parents you know some circumstance just happened but the truth is before i knew you so god clearly knew the circumstance that it was bringing you into before I mean, he literally, he knew you before he formed you in the belly. So he, he was the one that formed you in the belly. So he knew what you were getting into. He knew the circumstance that you were getting into. And he still allowed you get into it. He, you, you still got out safe. There was no abortion. No. There was no miscarriage. There was no issue, you know. At the hospital why you didn't die if watched it through that you are even presently to this age oh your parents are poor and like oh so so <laughs> so, so the question now the next question now is this did you know let me just ask you i think even me i need this realization i need to understand it we feel like, oh, I was born into this family, maybe better mistakes, maybe better choices, maybe better this, maybe better that. I mean, two people do the science stuff. God formed you. Before he formed you, he already knew you, right? He already knew you. So that means that even before he started forming you inside the womb, he already knew that you exist. So when he was forming you in the womb, he knew the womb he was forming you into. He knew the womb he was forming me into. So he knew what it was, what I was getting at. He knew where I was going to. He knew what was going to happen. Bible says Jesus today, um, Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. So he knows what happened yesterday. He knows what ha- what's happening today. And he knows what will happen tomorrow and every other day. <laughs> so, so, Oh my goodness. Sometimes when we don't come into that realization that this whole thing was was all of it, was was known by someone, we basically miss it. That's when we feel like we can handle everything ourselves. But I think coming to this realization, this this thought just just dropped into my heart after that song. That it's in fact, in fact, it's true. I didn't create myself. You know, whatever things I'm going through in this life, wherever I'm going, wherever I'm talking to, I, I didn't create myself. I have nothing to give. I was formed. I was known. I mean, any area of my life I'm going to go through is going to be in the hand of the person that created me. He knows why he created me for heaven's sake. Look at the scripture. The scripture, one thing about that beautiful thing about that scripture, he went for that. He says, before you were born, I sanctified you. So... Before I formed you in the belly, you already knew you, right? <laughs> Did you get? So, before you were now born, while you were, he formed you. He already sanctified you while you were, before you were now born. 
I ordained you a prophet to nations. That's what the Bible says. I ordained you a prophet to nations. Now, a lot of people say, okay, maybe you ordained him a pastor, you ordained him. You know, basically, our conscience, a prophet is the one that speaks the heart of God. Yes, someone that speaks God, God's mind, someone that speaks God's intention genuinely honestly that speaks god's intention to the people letting them know that this is what god is saying say i prophesy into your life that you will be great the bible has already said you will be great that's what the bible has said that you'll be great so there's no you are already great you just you coming into an understanding of it that you you are already great Working in the in that understanding that you're already great. So the word the Bible itself it's a prophecy, right? The Bible itself all shades of prophecy because it had one truth about one moving from one truth into another truth into another about what God's intention is, what God's intentions are, what God's intention will continue to be. So, literally, it's like you were already sanctified for something amazing. Before you were born, you were already sanctified for something amazing, for something miraculous, for something that... So, clearly, God did not make twins, even twins. This word, you, it didn't say you both, both of you. You, individual. It's your word, your own word. So... There's a, there's a way you would see it and, and let yourself know that I have a purpose. Hello, I have an impact. I have a life. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we'll go back to talking about this next week's episode. Let's just get right to the questions. So let's take the first one. It's no more like a question. This is only just trying to put my, my, myself in the shoes of listeners. So you talked about mortifying the flesh, right? personal one this is person number one um personally i don't see anything wrong with me i feel my addiction cannot be linked with what goes on in my heart so i think my addiction should just stay on its own while i handle relationships on my own (laughs) stay stay just hang around like i said (laughs) and when we come back i'm just going to talk a bit about relationships and how it affects your addiction just hold on please I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me will forever be fruitful indeed. I am the way, the truth and the light, no one gets to the fire, except that he comes through me. Okay, welcome back. Thank you so much for hanging around. <laughs> so relationships are now it affects your addiction. You know, last week we were talking about um, how Paul really, really dwelled on the inside, how we really dwelled on the character, the how we really dwelled on the character of a person to say that. 
that will determine the way you will respond to life that will determine the way you will control yourself right so when he was saying those things because he knows that not only how many of us how many of us really do you let me just ask do you usually have a headache when you're keeping malice with someone like when the person is coming there's just this negative energy everywhere the person is talking to someone that you know and um you, you know both both of them are laughing and laughing about a very very funny joke for example and you are just there trying not to laugh <laughs> that's like the most awkward situation ever try not to laugh that really really stresses you like that stress your hormones it stress your energy it stresses everything and now because one of the ways that we always want to fall back one of the ways we always want to relax because we always want to feel calm and because you should know that you being addicted in the first place is because you you were looking for a safe place you were looking for a place where um you can give pleasure to yourself you can make yourself happy you can make yourself feel good about yourself you know you might be flesh wise in terms of watching something or doing something but just a sort of some sort of pleasure just some sort of pleasure so when you go through that kind of stressful environment and you you now have like a number of other persons a number of other relationships that are not stable and they are just not there right you go back to your closet and you're trying to just say okay let me just rest and you want to just watch a movie and you suddenly remember what the person did to you and there's just this anger this this vibe this anger this vibe this non-plainness of so because you want to get it over with you get you start getting stressed these things are it just happens one step and or another you just start getting stressed you just start getting stressed you won't know where the stress is coming from and you won't know when you start thinking of the things that make you delighted things that make you feel good about yourself and one of the things because addiction is then you will not know when you start relapsing because for you you want to just everybody wants to feel happy everybody wants to feel um good about themselves you wonder why a lot of single people always do this stuff do masturbate and all of that because there's some sense of loneliness to want to be attached to someone but they don't have that do you understand single people do not have that so and especially if they cannot control how to be alone especially for single people that don't know how to be alone they don't have that companionship so they want to keep themselves occupied they want to have the feeling they want to have the feeling when they watch movies they wish they they desire and before you know it they start to get the feeling from themselves they get the feeling from themselves because after if my companion was here this is what my companion would do for me so let me go ahead and do what my companion would ordinarily do so when you stress yourself like that and you don't have good relationship with people around you you're envious you're you're just not forgiving you would definitely affect your relationship it will affect it will affect you it's, you you will find that you, you will just be relapsing you will not it will be very difficult for you to link it because you might feel very uh, it makes no sense but just check it check the energy the energy is just going to be so down you so you want to just feel i want to be by myself and i make myself good about it 
Now the second question, um, more like it says easier than so easier said than done. That's um personal too. Because how do I really forgive someone that is hard to forgive? It's depressing, more like keep you keep getting upset. So so the question is so basically using from personal one, personal two, how do you keep um how do you forgive someone that keeps upsetting you? You know, one thing that Peter asked Jesus the other day was that how many times should you how many times is there for you to forgive your brother? And Jesus said 70 times, I think it's 70 times, 70 times, 70 or something. But it's uncountable. <laughs> Eventually, when you have to times it, it's, it's more than a thousand times. It's more than a hundred or thereabout. So, now, <laughs> the question is, how many times has this person offended you in your lifetime? There's no deal breaker. The truth really is what Jesus was trying to portray at that point was is, no, is inexhaustive. It cannot be exhausted. People will continue to upset you. People will continue to upset you. And what do you do? You keep forgiving them. For in fact, you know what? You know the strategy that you use. You use a strategy that of you forgive them before they upset you because you know they will upset you. So you just forgive them before they will upset you. You forgive them before they will upset you. You just put it out there. Let your heart just be open for anything goes. Anything can happen. Anything can come. So let me just leave it at, I'll just keep forgiving you. Do you get? Person might not even know what they are doing. They might not even understand that, okay, they are actually upsetting you. They might even be, quote and unquote, like I told my mom one day. <laughs> they might be tired. They might just be tired of life and, and just be frustrated. So... They're just taking it out on you. It's just taking an aggression out on you. It's not because they, they want to make you feel miserable, but they literally are looking for where to do a downpour. And yo, you're available. So let's get it on. <laughs> All right, the third persona. You talked about forbearing. What does it mean to forbear? Okay, so um, let's run through the dictionary quickly. Okay, so um, the dictionary says that to forbear means to avoid from being provoked like just avoid it now let's just go to forbearance it says patience self-control restraint tolerance under provocation do you understand so let me just give you a scenario a girlfriend is always nagging at her boyfriend that he has too many female friends all the time all the time oh gosh you before they started dating she <laughs> she knew that he has like 100 female friends he literally just talks to all of them He's, he has like five sisters he has good relationship with girls and out of all of them he decided to choose her but in that relationship she's always angry they've barely been dating for three months and she's always angry every 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 time and each time she begins nags on the phone nags via chat face to face every everywhere she finds an opportunity to 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 just nag especially when she finds out that he's on the phone call (laughs) with a friend of his you know such a person needs to control himself he needs to control himself and in the course of controlling himself, he also needs to find strategies to um, ensure that she's not always too upset about that situation. Now, let me just put it out there very well. Um, 
for example he probably needs to if he says that he has chosen her above above anyone else he has to reduce or minimize the relationship he has with all his girlfriends and say okay you guys know like i'm kind of like in a relationship now and i really don't want her to get all upset the way she usually does get upset so i kind of want to reduce the way so instead of talking at awkward hours once it's eight o'clock nine o'clock let's just reduce that communication if you have issues with your boyfriend you just want to ask me and all that i'm your bestie no wala just allow me once it's eight my girl is always she wants to have me time me time me time so i feel we should just reduce that just create boundaries things that will when you are forbearing you always want to create you always want to find peace you always want to create peace in the environment anything that will just bring about peace even if the person is wrong and you are on the right hand side and you just have to just say i am sorry i'm sorry you just i am sorry one day because of your attitude your positive attitude and your um desire to always want to be there for um um your your partner this person would feel the need to want to reciprocate and say ah miss if i'm not ah, i've done everything in this life to upset this person this person has not changed i think i should change myself i need to get better than i am right now i am not okay <laughs> The person will realize to themselves that although it you know let's be practical here it takes a lot really i mean what if she continues to nag what if she continues to nag then maybe she just let her go right but what if they are married right and the woman is still insecure they should go for therapy <laughs> they should go for therapy because it has left the point of you are talking to your girlfriend too much too I don't like you talking to your girlfriends too much too i am jealous that you're talking to your girlfriends too much too okay she's now insecure that he might have something doing with them more than her so they should just go and if it's their pastor they want to see if it's a counselor they want to see if it's a psychologist they have to see they need to sort it out they need to ask respective questions about trust trust issues what are the issues with trust but the husband needs to make sure that he has expounded every single um aspect of making things better with both of them so that it doesn't seem like okay that is what you call for beer really at that point when she's nagging when she's upset oh baby i'm sorry uh you girl let's not talk the way we talk anymore i'm so sorry you know just reduce it if you're po- if you are the type that you have plenty girl you're always posting them happy birthday all the time your girlfriend's like stop it no wala reduce it you go out, you, you hang out with them all the time. Reduce it. Just put it up. Because if really you chose that above all of them and you're like, okay, um, I choose. If you choose a person, you choose them. So you gotta just, you know, if you want to keep them really, you gotta find a way to keep them. So if I don't know, day is now so hard, is in the marriage, just go and see a counselor and find help quickly <laughs> before it does something else. It's a funny world these days. Um, so third question before we, we go on a quick quick one um that scripture you quoted what was it so this is personal three as okay personal four rather personal three was the one that was asking about forbearing um personal four is saying that scripture you quoted what was it that was colossians 3 from 5 to 17 you can just read it through colossians 3 from 5 to 17 so that's colossians 3 
5 to 17 that was the scripture that we used last week and i just trust god to really give you help if you're going to use amplified version to read it use message version to read it it's really going to open up give you an understanding of what the scripture is talking about so um let's quickly go on a quick one once we're back we'll conclude on the questions thank you Okay, thank you so much for hanging around. <laughs> okay, so the last phase of the question, um, the questions rather, the personals that I created. You said read your Bible every day. I'm a busy person. How do I read my Bible every day? Whoa, talk about busy. <laughs> talk about busy, 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 busy. I mean, really, somewhere that if you stay in a commercial state like Lagos, Nigeria. And um, you wake up early in the morning, go to work, get back home late. I mean, you, you're going to spend like four hours in traffic. Nothing less than four hours in traffic. Go come. There are times when you get to spend four hours in traffic just to go alone. And then another four hours to go back home. That's already eight hours of the normal work that you would do. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's like a whole bunch. And um, when you get to work, you have... Um, plans you have things to do you got deliverables productivity and the rest of it and the moment you are off work again you have to eat you have your family to probably take care of you know you're probably thinking about and if you probably have something that a small business that you're running you know in between work you are still making phone calls hello so how's the shop going how's the business going and all that and if you don't have a job let's say you are um maybe you are a busy businessman you always have to travel abroad you always have to go out of the country do something do something all the time and you know what there's one thing that i always work with I've always told myself that God help me not to be busy but guilty. Yeah. What's in that movie? Busy but guilty. Help me not to be busy but guilty. You know, um, there's one person in the exactly that says that um, going, um, moving around the world to and fro. Um, it is vain to wake up early in the morning and rise up late at night and you know sleep on a bed of sorrow what that scripture was really talking about was the fact that there's no fulfillment right there's no happiness in you waking up and sleeping there's always you always end up like let's just do this that's one of the interpretations i've given this scripture a lot of people can have a bunch you know you're not happy you're not excited there's nothing to hope for there's no satisfaction anywhere anywhere whatsoever it's like you're just living a life inside a body you don't even know what's going on some people are unaware of their lives and they are actively involved <laughs> and you're wondering what's going on they are unaware of what's going on in their lives and they are actively involved so 
how do you read your bible when you're so super busy how do you manage yourself now the question is what is your itinerary like what's your itinerary like what's your to-do list like what are the things that you need to do what are the important things what are the urgent things like um a book that i read or a book that i heard about what are the important things what are the urgent what are the important and urgent things right what are the important and urgent things so you need to be able to differentiate that I outline the important things, outline the urgent things. And what are the unimportant and urgent things? There are some things that are unimportant yet so urgent. Which, of course, you can always outsource to someone. You can always give somebody else to do for you. That's because it's not, it's, when you say unimportant, sometimes it doesn't, it's, not, it's not necessarily about um, the quality of what you want to do, right? It's more about, does it really need your presence? Do you need to be there? Do you really have to be there or somebody else can just go for you for example so if it's not so important somebody else can go on your behalf for example uh you have a lot to do in a week and part of the things you have to do is to um um i would like put this let me put this on attend a friend's function not necessarily the person is not really your friend is not really the person just probably you met at a conference and then the person told you that it's good to build relationships don't get me wrong okay and um the person told you that oh i really like you want you to want you to come pitch your business at my trade fair i really feel like it's really really you know give an impression about the trade fair all right no problem so rather than sending maybe like people that you work with to go you now take your entire self your entire organization including yourself to the trade fair you spend nothing less than five hours at the trade fair you know the person probably tells you, oh, come around and speak. So rather than you visiting that kind, you can just tell maybe one of your executive assistants, one of the ones, ones that are very intelligent, right? Um, the ones that you can trust. Let them represent you if there's need for you to be on the panel. On behalf of so 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 and so. I think that's what the Nigerian government does. <laughs> they just send a special advisor. Do you understand? Or sometimes it might be like they're sleeping or something. I don't know. I I'm not in the place to judge. I really don't know what goes on. But um, the truth is, there are some things that are unimportant yet so urgent. And there are some things that are important and urgent. And there are some things that are important and are not so urgent. Do you understand? So, so you need to be able to um, be able to prioritize your important things, urgent things, unimportant things, urgent things. Just know how they should be so that the things that are important will not become urgent. Most of the time, why we have a list of important and urgent things, we, you know, I remember when I had this deadline, gosh, it was a lot, very important. And I had pushed it so bad that I now had to stay up, stay up for so long to have it done, you know? So just work on your, you know, things and now put your reading what reading the bible okay so when where does my reading the bible stand is it important is it important and urgent it, it's definitely not unimportant for you to be asking me that question so i'm just going to say it's important right is it always urgent and how much uh, how many hours can you put into reading your bible every day okay so let's say 30 minutes every day in in if you're living in somewhere in a commercial city you spend nothing less than two hours in traffic every day so during when you're in traffic what do you do okay you want to catch a break you want to sleep you want to watch a movie ah interesting so 
um you prefer to read your bible in a safe place a place where you can feel more relaxed when it's just you and your god yeah cool so that means that that time that you're in traffic rather than watch a movie sleep so when you get home you're not too tired to say oh after all i'm tired i don't want my bible really sleep go ahead sleep so when you get to your house you can actually read your bible you can create some time for it so um the next question i started uh as okay so <laughs> that moment when you just really don't know so the the, the fifth persona or the sixth person i rather okay so it's hard to love a lot in this world and um when things are really not in place i need a balance people hurt people you know yeah people always hurt people you know that's that's the way life works i mean people always hurt people people always hurt people that they don't even know that they are hurting them some people do this they don't even know that if some people are just for example let me use myself as an example now sometimes the words that come out of my mouth, eh? God, they are deep. <laughs> I can be extremely blunt sometimes. I don't even sometimes I don't even know that I'm, I'm actually saying the wrong words. I do that stuff a lot. Actually, when when I'm just just talking normally, you know, I will just choke the person. <laughs> it's not like my mom that takes this very personal. She'll be like, Jesus. She said, anyway, really, it just really. You know, one day I was reporting myself to my sister. I just told her that I see. I know that me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay. Sometimes it is that come out of my heart. I know, okay. So sometimes I really deserve it when we have issues, you know. <laughs> Seriously. So um, people hurt people. People hurt people, and they don't even know. Some one of my prayers all the time. Whenever I'm praying, I'm like, God, please help the words of my mouth. God, please the words, the words that come out of my mouth, they need to be worked on. They need to be worked on because I, I don't, I don't try. I don't try at all. I remember there was this assignment that I was doing with my classmates in school. It was an emotional outburst. Gosh. Do you know I saw the girl like three weeks later? What am I saying? I think I saw her when I went to school this week. And I got there and the next thing I know, she said, Toby, I said, hi, baby, how are you? We loud, we just said, she said, I'm so sorry. She apologized to me again and said, I'm so sorry, especially for your emotional outburst. I'm like, God, you still remember? After many weeks ago, it must have hurt her, but she's such a very sweet girl. I had to apologize to her and say I'm sorry. And every other person that I might have emotionally outbusted. So yeah, but you know, that's another thing. People hurt people and they don't even know they're hurting people. Now the question is, what is the disposition of your heart when you are communicating with people? Are you always there to say, okay, nah, <laughs> please. Really, if you're, if you're always the type that takes offense a lot, I mean, you're going to have a lot of issues, especially with conductors. <laughs> you have to, in life, you just have to be no no you have to just be happy for yourself happy for yourself let your heart just be clear to what people love easily forgive easily all the time all the time because people will hurt you people will hurt you and they won't even know they are hurting you um so what's what's my general advice really for relapsing and struggling really you know i do i i, I struggle a lot and um relapsing is not far from it and sometimes I ask myself that, okay, so what do I do? This is really so hard for me to do. Sometimes I, I don't know. I think I had a conversation recently with someone very special to me. And then she just went on and on and asking me questions about stuff. You know, a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine or some people that I know, they contact me and they be like, okay, so Toby, this is what I'm really going through and stuff. And um, I know that you can really help me. I'm like, yo. <laughs> I'm not a therapist. 
I don't have all the answers. Even me. <laughs> the infirmity is like out there. So I just the point is that it takes a lot to really gather it all together. It takes a lot to really stay stable. It takes a lot to really be normal again. You know, when I was giving a breakdown of how it all started. <laughs> I've lived such an abnormal life. But you know, the truth is having said what I said at the beginning of the podcast that this old thing however it is allowing yourself to really get better is is number one is really number one what do you do when you relapse you know when you relapse what do you do what what's the state of your heart when you relapse like whoa ah, i beg i beg i beg i beg i can't i can't even come and die it gets that way sometimes it gets that way sometimes when you're like i don't want to come and kill myself like this is not even the word i come into yeah but the truth is why don't you want to relapse sometimes you need to ask yourself that question what does it do to you when you relapse how do you feel after you've relapsed how do you feel do you want to continue feeling like that oh thank you Holy spirit do you want to continue feeling like that? Is it a good feeling for you? Is it something that you want to have for a very long time? Or you just want to build, ensure that you, you are fine? So, that's a good question to ask. Toby, how do you feel when you relapse? Do you want to feel like that all the time? Is it a good feeling for you? Um, so, basically... That, yeah, personal number six was talking about how addiction and character, how do they look? <laughs> addiction and character really they, they they kind of intertwine, you know. The state of your heart and all of that. Especially when it comes to letting things go and all that. You know, those are the things that really make make, make unconsciously because b- before we started getting addicted, there was a place where we just wanted to go and find as a safe place. This is where this is the only thing nobody knows that makes me feel good about myself and now people and some people people already know that this person is a drunk this person is like this person is like that but the question the thing is once those tiny little things have been taken care of the things that we don't actually see the pertinent negative things that we never really see once those things are taken care of the very big things will be addressed so um when we come back, I'm just going to round off the episode and give a short prayer. Thank you. You saw me out of the dust you brought me into your arms you bore me. Your love is so amazing, so amazing. Took the pain away, gave me life, amazing grace. How sweet is the sound? I'm no longer bound. No, living the life, living the brand new love. Look how I shine. Yeah, so thank you for hanging around. <laughs> this is such a very, let's say long. Most of the time, a friend of mine was telling me that, ah, ah, you know, the guy was trying to build a website for heaven's sake. And here was I like, giving him heavy, heavy stuff. Because, oh God, I have age factor. <laughs> giving him heavy, heavy stuff to uh, upload. And he was like, why is it so heavy? What do I, I'm like, yo, I don't know. <laughs> But I just want to say thank you so much for listening through. That's exactly what I was trying to drive at. Thank you for listening through. It's a lot, you know, to actually just sit back and listen to one girl that you've never seen before. And uh, even if you've seen her before, Zef, 
you that you probably don't even know and you know a friend of mine met me recently we've not seen each other in in a month i screamed when i saw him yeah oh my god he didn't even want to hug me ah god that boy <laughs> anyway so um he said you've been following my post and all and liking it and i said he said what was the last time you saw me on social media i was like yeah well you know i just like it me me and relationships in this life anyway i apologize as always and um you know said oh whenever i see your stuff on instagram i just go ahead click on the episode and move on you know i don't really comment i don't say stuff i ensure that i just listen i just want it, it felt so warm you know i felt like oh yeah really <laughs> yeah so thank you again for always sitting through to listen you know for trusting me actually for consistently listening like you you're clicking the link i actually listening and you're trusting me to say something Anyway, we thank God for it. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this week's episode. Thank you for the inspiration. I, I didn't come up with the person. Now you really helped me. Um, thank you for the moment of help. Thank you for the moment of um, righteousness. As we ask, so oh God, that as we listen to this week's episode, let our heart be blessed. Let our heart be filled with hope for much more. Hope for the best, the best, the best, the best. Amen. All right, thank you again i love you so much um always and forever (laughs) so um let us have a fantastic weekend i am telling you to let us have a fantastic you have a fantastic weekend i have a fantastic weekend and um god bless you bye yeah